Hello, Pick and Pop listeners. Welcome back to the show. And we have Charles here as always. Welcome, Charles. Hello, Ryan. Good to be good to be back in be the back. podcast room. Yep. So uh, we have a few topics to talk about today. Obviously, the NFL playoffs are coming up. I mean, no, they're currently happening. The championship mm-hmm. games for both conferences are going to be taking place this weekend. And we'll have our picks for that, our reactions to the divisional rounds. And then we'll list our top five teams in the NBA from both of our opinions, which are very, fairly different. Um, so first, we'll start with our divisional round takeaways. Um, there were four games, and four all four games were pretty much exciting, except for maybe the Packers-Rams game. I think, except for maybe the Bills. The Bills yeah, but that was still, like, highly anticipated, and it, there's still I like I liked there. watching the Rams-Packers game. Okay. But I guess we could start off with uh, Bills-Ravens. Bills-Ravens. What was your biggest takeaway on that game? Well, it definitely disappointed. For many people, thought it would be, like, the best game of the year because they match up pretty well. Two really good quarterbacks, um, two fairly good defenses, uh, and it didn't. It didn't really match up well. It was a fairly boring game. 17-3 to was the final score. Um, and it was close for a while, and that pick six, um, the 102-yard pick six, really sealed the deal for Buffalo. Um but the Ravens were in it, and Lamar threw a bad pick, and then he got the concussion. Um, as soon as he had got a concussion, yeah, he was done. The, the game Ravens was were over. Done. Yeah. Although their backup quarterback wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, overall, the Ravens' offense looked awful. They yep. could not get anything in the red zone. Lamar threw his first red zone interception of his whole career. That was a bad pick, too. Uh, yeah. I don't know what he was looking at, because Mark Andrews was double-covered, and the third guy came in and just got the pick six, so... Um, I think Lamar's going to have to work on that, uh, his decision-making for sure, whether um, he's going to scramble out of that play, maybe throw to a different receiver. Um, it's really big on how the Ravens' offense played, and the weather, I guess you could yeah, say, played a part wind. on Justin Tucker's Justin kicks. Tucker's but, two missed field goals, yeah. You know, I think it was an awful game for the Ravens, and the Bills definitely deserved to win it. Yeah, the Bills took care of business. I mean, when the, Ra- the Ravens are so good offensively, and they weren't um, – they weren't doing anything offensively, so they really just capitalized on that and took care of business on the offensive end. And they didn't really play that well offensively either. Um, if you take away the pick six, then the game is 10-3, to three, so they still have some things to work on offensively, but they just did take care of business. So. Moving the, on. The next game, the, we're, we're in the AFC right now, the uh, other AFC divisional round, was the Chiefs versus the Browns. Um, and my takeaway from this was that the Chiefs had a lead, which... They don't. They don't always have start off with big leads. They usually come back from big leads, and it started to slip away. Obviously, after Mahomes' concussion, and then the Browns got right back into it. Probably could have won the game. Um, you know why they can't win the game, Ryan? Why? Because anything is possible, baby. Chad Henney is a beast. Um, me watching that game. I'm sorry to uh, take interrupt you, Ryan, but um, me watching that game uh, on third and I think 14. Uh, Chad Henney scrambled. As soon as I saw him take off, I was like, he's about to get decked, fumbled, touchdown, Browns. Um, that that was crazy. He got to the one. And then snapping the ball on fourth and inches on our side of the field with, fo- with 40 seconds left. Yeah, throwing that it. Was, and we threw it, and it worked. And, oh, my gosh, I was so happy after that. The game was over. We melted out, and that was just amazing. Yeah, we usually see, like, if, if you, they go for it on plays like that, it's usually like a QB sneak, a QB like 
jumping over the whole team, but to throw it to Tyreek Hill, I mean, that was pretty risky. Yeah. I mean, if Tyreek Hill doesn't catch it, I mean, he uh, he could have, but if, I mean, he definitely would have, but Henny, if he threw that a little bit off, the, the Browns could have had a chance to score and yeah. win the game. But I, I, maybe maybe they wouldn't have, maybe they wouldn't yeah, have. Yeah, but they would have had a chance. Yeah, exactly. So that there's tremendous downside to that play, but one of the, they took the risk. One of the biggest kind of, the refs, Chiefs played the, paid the refs play was, uh, um, People's, uh, yeah, Rashard yeah, Higgins, Higgins getting, you know, hit by Daniel Sorensen and fumbling out of the back of the end zone. The fumbling out of the back of the end zone was amazing. It's a turnover. Chiefs get the ball. That's not the call that's in question. It's the helmet-to-helmet contact by Daniel Sorensen. Yeah. To me, I think that that was a clean play. It may be because I'm a listen. It may be because I'm a uh, Chiefs fan, but if a receiver is diving and putting his shoulder down, then I think that a the person going in for a tackle or just to hit him, and the receiver, like he's the one that's going into that contact. I think it's the receiver's fault, and you know he shouldn't even be reaching for that ball anyway. You go out, you go out at the one, and you score the touchdown. It's it's Rashard Higgins' fault. Oh, you my could God. you could call it a dirty play. You could call it that it was a helmet to helmet contact. I don't care. The Chiefs won the game. We got a homer over here. And you know, Chiefs are the better team. Okay, anyone that's not a Chiefs fan disagrees with Charles right now because he's just wrong. It was a helmet to helmet. It was no, definitely was a it? flag. Nope. And and it's definitely not Rashard Higgins' fault for trying to reach the touchdown. No, every if they score there, they win the game. No, that's you game. never you never know that. You, you never know how but situations they were down are going to play they out. Were listen, down five. listen. That's that's just crazy to say because you don't receivers are taught you don't reach out because that's what you know we saw in the Titans Ravens game when Lamar had that big run he reached out he got it which was lucky my dad was watching that game and was going crazy don't reach out because you fumble out of the back of the end zone it's their ball instead of being at the one so it's Rashard Higgins first of all you could call it a flag and I think that there's but a, he was, it was listen, a blind like there's it was a, like balance, a blindside hit no it's not he's diving. I, there's definitely evidence to say it was a flag, and I could admit that that ev- some of that evidence is true. I don't think that w- that it was a flag, and I think Rashard Higgins needs to know you don't you don't die for that ball. Stefanski even said that obviously we want to be powerful on offense and go for the touchdown, but that is not something he's taught to do. He said that in the post game interview, and that's true. You do not dive and give the other team the ball, and you could just run it in with Nick Chubb. Now it's right. Rashard Higgins' fault. You could call it a flag, but you know it's Rashard Higgins' fault. I don't know. I don't know if he was really expecting the hit. I, I don't know. I think he, he in his mind, in going. his mind, if he, he would have just ran forward he, if, if he, he didn't if he the held hit. the ball. If he held the ball, like the helmet to helmet, it was like slippery on his hands already. So when he reached out, it kind of slipped out of his hands. So I think if he if he just held it a little tighter, he would have scored. Yeah, and if he didn't see Sorensen there, he would have just ran in regularly and not even dived for the ball. So it doesn't. It's not really a valid argument. Okay. Doesn't matter. Chiefs won. It changed the game, the game anyway. No, that play. No, that play changed the game. The Chiefs. You know, no, the, the I pl- that very... play changed the game. If they scored you there, never... it changes the way that the the Browns had confidence. If they were only down a few a few scores at halftime instead of what were they down at halftime? Uh, 19-3. 19-3. three. Maybe they're down nineteen ten. Um, puts a little or, less no, pressure on them. No, it would be twelve them. something like thirteen ten because yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because then you sixteen ten some, something like yeah. that. But anyway, that changed the landscape of the game. Whether you agree with what happened or not. That play was a huge play, and it changed what happened in the game, the no-call. Um, so the the next game we had was the Rams and the Packers in the NFC Divisional Rounds, and the Packers won this game um, not easily, I don't want to say, but uh, the Rams kind of came back. It was 25-18 to 18 with a few minutes left, and then the Packers pulled away again. But it was just a great game for the Packers, not the best game for the Rams, but they hung in for a little bit, and then 
the Packers just were the better team. Yeah, my, my biggest takeaway is the Rams have the best defense in the league, and the Packers still score 32. That scares me. The Chiefs defense, or even the Bills defense, Buccaneers defense, does not compete with Rams defense at all. Um, but, you know, you know what that game did prove to me? Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league without any debate. People are saying that Devontae Adams babied Jalen Ramsey. That's just four receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown is not good for Devontae Adams. It's it, Maybe it's good for a regular receiver or like a fourth, the fourth receiver on the death. For Devontae Adams, that's not what you're supposed to get in a playoff game. The only reason people are saying that he did any good is because of that one touchdown where the Rams defense is kind of mixed up. And any other play of the game, all of his receptions weren't even on Jalen Ramsey, which is just crazy to me of how good Jalen Ramsey even is. Yeah, Ramsey is the best corner in the league, but Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. So and I think that Ramsey matched up better. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but it just goes to show when Adams Adams didn't have the greatest game. He had the touchdown, whatever, but they still won, and they still put up 32. So imagine when when he's on um, against the Bucks in the pre, in the next game. Yeah. And for me, this because Aaron Donald wasn't healthy. He had the injury against the, the the Seahawks, and he still played through it. And even when he's not healthy, he was still giving uh, the Packers some trouble. But the Packers' O-line really held the Rams' defense, um, at least their pass rush, pretty um, in, in check. And then uh, that helped Rodgers be a little more comfortable. Yeah. Um, moving on to Bucks saints I'm going to start this one off. The Bucks look great. And that's against a good defense. The Packers have a good defense. The Buccaneers have a good defense. Not to rival with the Rams, but the Buccaneers have a legit shot at this game, in my opinion. Um, we saw that uh, we saw that in when they did play in the regular season, the Buccaneers' defense gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of trouble, and they could not compete with the fast-paced scoring of the Buccaneers' offense. Yeah, for me, that doesn't really change how I see the Bucks' defense because they're still a very good defense, but a lot of those picks... I, how many picks did Brees have? Four, and I'd say two or three of them were pretty much right to the the Bucks. And yes, that was good coverage and everything, but it was still um, pretty like. There's a reason he retired. Yeah, there's a reason he retired. And he can't throw the ball far, so you know that's why they got the interceptions. Yeah, but if Brees like it, Brees kind of gave them the game. I don't mean to put it on Brees, but some of those interceptions were really bad and just didn't really um, really change the game. So. I, I wouldn't say it's all the Buccaneers like being great defensively. It was just Drew Brees throwing some bad picks. Yeah. But they still made him uncomfortable with the pass rush and everything. So. Michael Thomas played on an injured ankle. He was off. A few injuries. Yeah. A few injuries. And he twi- changed his Twitter name from Can't Guard Mike to Ken Guard Mike. So respect to him for knowing he's, knowing he's not the best in the league. Yeah. But it, it'll be interesting with the Saints moving forward now that Brees is gone. Are they going to stay with Taysom Hill? Are they going to move move on with Jameis Winston? And how's that all going to work? Because, I mean, Kamara's in his prime right now, but what we see with running backs nowadays is they don't um, they don't last for seven years. They la- they have a few good years, four or five, maybe at max. And Kamara's has had a few good years now, and it might be near the end. So I don't know what this means for the Saints' future. And Michael Thomas isn't what he used to be, clearly. And, and maybe also, he can turn it around. the Saints are, first of all, the cap's being lowered. And the Saints are already ninety million over the cap. They their team's going to be awful for the next ten seasons until they get their cap fixed, and have they have, which they can't do in one season. Have they even paid Kamara yet? 
I don't. They had to no, pay. they have. Okay. And they're gonna have to release like people like Michael Thomas or Eric Armstead just to save that money, and the team's just gonna be awful. Yeah, I think Michael Thomas will get traded this offseason. Um, maybe they get uh, into a rebuild. Moving on to the championship games, we got Chiefs Bills. I'm gonna start this one off as a Chiefs fan. Um, the Bills look good, um, and so does their red zone defense, which is gonna be a little bit of trouble for uh, you know Mahomes and Kelsey. Because um, that's his main red zone target. But even then, the Chiefs can score from any part of the field. And, you know, I don't really trust the Bills' defense more at the 50. And if Tyreek Kill gets loose without a safety, this game is going to be in our hands completely. Yeah. yeah that, that defense can't stop playoff Mahomes. He, we, were, we were going way um, past the Browns until he got injured. That just proves how much he means to the team, in my eyes. So, I'm guessing you're going with the Chiefs? Uh, no, I'm going with the Bills. Just kidding. Of course I'm going with the Chiefs, baby. Okay, so I'm going with the Chiefs, too, because they got Mahomes. Um, and hopefully he's fully healthy, because that would be the best for the Chiefs and everything. Um, but if the Bills can... The Bills, like, it'll be a close game. I don't think the Chiefs will win by, like, 20-plus. And I think it'll be a really fun, entertaining game. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, really good receivers on both ends. Tyree Kittle, Stephon Diggs. But what it's going to come down to is the defense. Which defense steps up? Is it the Chiefs defense that steps up against such a good Bills offense? Or is it the Bills defense that steps up against an amazing Chiefs uh, Chiefs offense? I'm and gonna, I, we don't know what that is. I'm going to say that I'm going to disagree with you on one part. I think it's the Bills offense that's going to have to step up a little bit. Um, obviously, so is their defense because of how good the Chiefs offense is. But other than, first of all, Zach Moss is out. Devin Singletary's old. We're old for on running back standards, you know, getting to the point where he's not the same. And I don't. He's not great either. I don't understand how they sco- score other than Stephon Diggs. If we have Tyron Matthew, safety help, which is safety help, and then, you know, Brashard Breland on him, he's not getting the ball in the end zone. And who are they going to throw to? You know, Cole Beasley, but he's a slot receiver. He's not there for red zone targets. It's it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm excited to see how they're going to put points on the board, and I think the Chiefs are going to run away. You think they're going to run away? Um, I'm a Chiefs fan, so it's a little biased. But okay. Well, it, it'll be a good game nonetheless. No matter who you pick to win, it'll be a very fun game. The two best teams in the NFC. I mean, AFC, probably. And then two best teams then, in the NFC. I don't know. Um, I mean, clearly, if they've I mean, yeah, everything. They, they've, um, but if everyone's. Packers-Bucks, who do you think is going to win? I have the Packers, and I know that there was the Buccaneers scoring however many points they did, and blowing out Rodgers. And that was one game that was early in the season. A lot has changed since then um, with both teams. I mean, the Bucks you could say, have gotten maybe better since then. Um, but the Bucks had those types of games during the season where they were really inconsistent. One game they win 45-12, to 12, and then another game they're, they're losing to a, a, a bad team. Um, so they, they, I wouldn't really read too much into that game because it was a regular season game. Um, but now I still have the Packers cause they're just so explosive offensively. I mean, they've got three s- super explosive offensive players, Rogers, Adams, and, um, Aaron Jones. And I think that they'll just be able to put up points and both teams will put up points. It'll be a high scoring game. So I have the Packers. Yeah. You, um, originally I said Bucks, but because of, you know, their defense playing against Rodgers and their offense being so star-studded, but you have persuaded me when we were talking about the Rams game that with Devontae Adams being locked up, 
they still put up 32 against yeah, the best who's, defense. Who's, guard, so who's guarding who, Adams? Exactly. Who's guarding Adams? Yeah. So I think the Packers are going to win this game. I'm, I'm switching it up. I no longer think the Bucks are going to win. Devontae Adams plays the full strength, and all those offensive weapons come out uh, with a great defense as well. They're going to win the game. And we, I think we are underrating Aaron Jones. Like, he's a top five running back in the league, debatably. No, no. Debatably. Top debatably. Eight? Top seven. Eight? Top seven. Top five? You think? That, okay, that's a different podcast discussion. Okay, but he's one. He he has potential. He's to a top. Do that. Yeah, top ten. Top. Seven. I'm not saying that he's ten, but I'm saying he okay. is in the top ten. Okay. Anyways, he's still one of the best running backs in the league, and he could he could easily heat up too against the against the Bucks. So that's, well, that's a good D line. So we'll see about that. Yeah, but it'll be a good battle. Moving on to the next sport. By the way, Chiefs are gonna win the Super Bowl. Moving on to the next sport. Um. The NBA, we have our kind of power rankings, our top five teams in the league right now. Um, we had a little debate about this yesterday on text message, so we decided to bring it to the podcast. And we're going to go one one two two. Um, we've done this in past podcasts, and let's do this. Number one, I had the Lakers. I think this is pretty obvious. They're tied for the top spot in the West. Um, obviously, AD and LeBron look amazing, and the team is just fitting together so well. They're putting up a lot of points, and they're winning games. Yeah, I agree. There's no one that can stop the Lakers. I have the Lakers as my number one team as well. I mean, it's so clear that they're the best team in the league. And LeBron is playing at an MVP level, whether you think he's going to win the MVP. He's playing at that level. And Anthony Davis hasn't actually been that great. A lot of people thought he was going to win MVP or Defensive Player of the Year. And he hasn't even been that great. And the Lakers have still been blowing out these opponents and uh, toying with every team that they play. Um even even through the Anthony Davis struggles. And by all accounts, he's still been amazing. But he's just not been as good as he was in the bubble. So when he steps that up, they'll be an even scarier team. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, Montrose Harrell, they've been great. Um, all, all those guys, and their defense has been amazing too. So the Lakers are just really good, and no one can really stop them when they're, when they're locked in. Number two, I got the 76ers. Um, currently sitting at one in the west. Sorry, one in the east. Uh, they just beat the Celtics two times in a row. Yeah, without Tatum. Again, without Tatum. Um, uh, but that team just looks great. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, I thought they were going to come into the season and one of them was going to get traded. But they have shown how good their chemistry is. Shake Milton is playing out of his mind. Um, so is Seth. I mean, not really out of his mind, but Seth Curry's playing great. That team is very well-rounded, and that team is very good. Yeah, I, I I think the Sixers are good. I mean, I've been watching. I watched them the past two nights play the Celtics. Embiid is one of the best 10 players in the league, and he's starting his MVP candidacy. Um, he's starting his sort of run, and he's playing like an MVP. I mean, he's had 30-plus in the last two games against the Celtics, 10 rebounds. He's just been dominant on both ends of the floor. No one can really guard him, and he's getting to the line like 20 times per game, which I think is ridiculous personally, but um, they're still really good, and Ben Simmons hasn't played well at all. He's been, like, non-existent on offense um, this whole year. He hasn't really done much, but he's still so good defensively, so I don't think it really matters what he does offensively. Who's your number two? My number two? I got the Clippers. And I, I would argue, I mean, I there's arguments for the Sixers being the number two, but the Clippers have been playing great this year. I mean, Paul George is playing like an MVP. Kawhi's playing great. Um, but their defense hasn't been that great, but they've still been able to put up points. Um and for me, it's it's all about Paul George really playing at that level that he was two seasons ago when he was a top 10 player in the league. And I think he's back to that right now. He's playing great. The Clippers are playing well, and Ty Lue is really getting them to play well. 
Yeah, my number three is the Clippers. I think they're a little bit below the 76ers, and as soon as Ben Simmons steps up, they're going to be even better. But, yeah, you're right. I called the Clippers pretenders going into the season, and I don't believe that. I don't believe that anymore. Paul George, like you said, is looking like an MVP. Well, going into the season, we didn't think Paul yeah. George was yeah, ever going to be going to be this good, yeah. yeah. Kawhi Leonard is playing great defense, like he always does, and I think you said all that needs to be said. So I'm gonna move Yeah, and the Serge Ibaka edition has Ex- been exactly. great. Exactly. Their so defense just looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Number four is the Utah Jazz. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get mad at me. This is not biased by any means. It is. We are third in the West, and we are one game out from from the one seed. You know, we're eleven and four. They're both Clippers and Lakers are twelve and four. Um, it's crazy to me how underestimated the Jazz are. Donovan Mitchell's playing amazing, no matter what Shaq says, if you saw that interview. <laughs> but yeah, Shaq's oh, been hating on the Jazz Exactly. Recently. We're we're playing so good. We're on a nice seven-game win streak. Rudy Gobert is the defensive player of the year. Oh, You could say right Anthony now? Davis, but if, if, the, it's not award, Anthony Davis. if the awards were right now, he would win it. Yeah. I promise you that. Okay, whatever. I think that Rudy Gobert is going to win it. I think that Donovan Mitchell um, should be an all-star starter. No, maybe not. But he's playing amazing. <laughs> 25, 6, and 5 is great numbers. Not, it's probably the same as last year, but this team is clicking. Bogdanovich and Conley are both playing. Conley, so far in the season, is playing at an all-star level. Not saying he's going to be one, but he's at an all-star level playing so far. Bogdanovich is fitting his role perfectly. Um, Clarkson's coming off the bench and being an instant bucket. And this team is so well-rounded. We're getting the rookies out when we're up big, and I'm, I like seeing him play. I don't know how you can see this team is not top 5 when they're third and debatably one game out from the first seed if in the western conference that's just crazy okay i I like the jazz a lot they're very well rounded but having them top five i mean they have been on a seven game winning streak and they're very well rounded um but i i don't think the the overall like they're they they're the caliber to be a top five team if you know what i mean but they're not ahead of some of the teams that i have them ahead of if you know what i mean like I would, I would have a few teams over them. Um, so that I not sh- throwing any shots at the Jazz, but okay. Who do you have a four? Um, my four. I have the Bucks at four. Okay. So I have the Bucks over the Jazz. I think that's pretty respectable. Yeah. Um, the the Bucks have definitely had a harder schedule than the Jazz. They've been on a few um really big games. They lose to the Nets. They lost to the Lakers. Um, but I still believe in them. They still have the two-time reigning MVP, Giannis, and Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. And they haven't been playing great, but they're still really good, and they're putting up points, but they're also giving up a lot of points. Um, So I think Giannis needs to get better. For me, it means guarding the other team's best player. He was the defensive player of the year. And in the Lakers game, he was guarding Marcus All, and I don't think that can happen. I think he needs to guard either AD or LeBron um, because he's – the defensive player of the year for a reason, and if he doesn't want to um, step up like that, then I don't think he should be considered a great defensive player. Yeah, I have the Bucks at five. I think the Jazz are slightly ahead of them. It maybe sched- maybe sketch some schedule bias in there, but yeah, their schedule has been harder. Um, I think the Jazz, you know, are can be debatably the better team in some. Like I think if we're, the Bucks and Jazz are going to play twice this year, I think it's going to go one and one. Yeah. They're, they're teams that are very close to each other, and saying that, I probably sound crazy, but it's true. The Jazz and the Bucks are on kind of the same caliber in my eyes. And they should televise more Jazz games. That Pelicans-Jazz game was very entertaining. Yeah, they televise so many Pelicans games. And yeah, they, and they're nobody, so bad. they stink. It's yeah, they're horrible. Because they just want to see Zion. Yeah, and Zion hasn't been that good this year either, but that's a different topic. 
Who's your number five? My number five, and you might have me be mad at me for putting them over the Jazz. We have the Suns. And the Suns were the number one team in the league for, I mean, the number one team in the Western Conference for, like, about a week. And they've been playing great basketball. Um, They've had a lot of national TV games. They've had a few tough losses as of late. Um, They had the tough loss to the Grizzlies on MLK Day. Um, But they've been playing really well. Chris Paul isn't even scoring the ball that much. But last night, he had 12 assists in the first half against the Nuggets. Um given they did lose that game by four. But um, I think they're playing very well. DeAndre Ayton's playing great. Devin Booker hasn't played that great. So when you when you see that Chris Paul isn't even playing his best and Devin Booker isn't even playing his best, then it really shows that they can be a much better team. And I mean, the, the Jazz and the Suns are pretty equal to me, but I just have the Suns a little over them. Yeah, um, I respect that opinion. I think that I think that Chris Paul is playing the best he can for the ideas. Just to disagree with you on something, uh, but yeah, but he's but, I, no, but he, I think, he should be put like he should be putting up no, more than thirteen a, points yeah, a game. There's a tier, the top tier in the NBA right now, right now. I'm not saying at the end of the season this is going to be the tier list, but right now, the top three teams are the Sixers, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Yep. Tier two is teams like the Bucks, the Suns, the Celtics, the Jazz, and the Nets. The Nets I think yep. that's tier two. And I think that you could make those debates. One, two, and three has to be Sixers, Clippers, Lakers. In and some then, order. And then yeah. four, five, six, seven can be whatever you want. Right. And I respect your opinion for that. Yeah, and there, it's it's a great like time in the NBA because there's the Lakers are the like prohibited favorites. They're de- they're there's a lot of underdogs. chosen by many to win the title, but there's a lot of teams that like really want to win the title. When you look at the Nets, obviously want to win the title. The Suns, the, the Mavs, um, the Mavs, the Jazz, the, Jazz, the Celtics. The Bucks, the Heat, the Heat. Who the Pacers are looking amazing. Yeah, the Heat haven't even been playing well. So when they get Jimmy Butler back, they should. And um, Tyler Hero, he's yeah. he's just sat out again. So they've been um hit with a lot of COVID protocols. Bam was out for a while. So when once they get those guys back, um, it should be a different story for them. But this is a really competitive league, and you said it on the podcast last week. The East might be better than the West, um, and I I think that might be a little debatable, but it's definitely better than it has been when the East was. Like LeBron's conference, and now it's not. Now it's a really even, yeah. even conference. I agree. Um, that's gonna wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Me and Ryan always appreciate having listeners. You know, follow Pickan underscore Pop on Instagram. Um, have a great day and goodbye. Yeah, thank you guys for listening.